We are in week three of our Kings and Queens series, and, and I understand that the previous weeks, and, and maybe even tonight, some of these things that we talk about, some of these things that we hear may be difficult to catch. It may be difficult to hear because, um, and, and because they're, they're, they are difficult things, because the world says one thing about love and dating and relationships, and God says another thing, and, 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 and I, w- I don't want to just, and I promise you guys, I'm not just like making this, these things up to make relationships difficult on you guys or, or to make these things tough on you guys, uh, or because I don't want you to date. That's not it at all. Um, these are very important values to have when it comes to love and dating and relationships and, and how we can honor God in our relationships. And so, and I love you guys enough to share these, these difficult truths with you, with you as well. So, um, how many guys would agree that dating and relationships can be awkward? Yeah, for, yeah, 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 it can be, can be, can I get an amen? amen. So, but tonight... Listen, tonight we're talking about guarding your heart. And you may be like, oh, yeah, we've already heard this. I know, guarding your heart again. Like, I know we've heard this already, but here's the deal. It is so important to learn. This is important for you to learn because uh, when somebody breaks up with someone else, how many of you guys have ever had someone break up with you? Yeah. When someone breaks up with someone else, their hearts are what? Broken. Broken. And why, listen, why does the heart get broken? Hey, please listen. Why does the heart get broken? Because we didn't guard it. Because that's what we're talking about tonight. So if you're taking notes, and I want to encourage you to take some notes, to write some things down, because note takers are? And note takers go to heaven, which is not true, but it sure does help. So anyways, but our message tonight, if you're taking notes, if you're writing things down, our message tonight is called Soul Ties. Everybody say Soul Ties. And the Bible actually has a lot to say about this. And and this is, um, the reality is that most, if not all, of you are going to be married someday. Oh, everybody say, oh yeah. But not today. Not anytime soon. The Bible says this. Listen, shh. The Bible says this in Proverbs 4.23. Look at this. It says, above all else, above what? All else, guard your heart, for it affects what? Everything that you do and is the wellspring of your life. Above everything else, above all of it, everything, above all of it, everything. I said that twice because I really want to emphasize, guard your heart. Protect your heart. And tonight we're going to talk about um, our actions and our beliefs on, on sex and dating and love and relationships. And I said the S word, sorry. And, and it all starts, though, with the heart. It all starts with the heart. And I'm going to ask you guys to be mature tonight and, and to not, like, giggle when we say that S word. <laughs> and, and but here's the deal. If we don't guard our hearts, it will become tied to something poisonous in our lives. So what do we do with we what do we do with things that we care about? What do we do with with valuable things that we own? We guard them, right? Yeah, we hide them. We hide them or we guard them. Like here's the deal, the more valuable the object or the the more valuable the person, the more we guard it in our lives. I guard my house. As a matter of fact, if you drive by my house, don't even look at my house. 
Don't you look at my house. I'll be guarding my house. Here's the deal. Here's what happens in my house. About once every month and a half, couple months, um, in the middle of the night, I get kicked in the ribs. Jeremy, Jeremy, I heard something. I heard something. Something's making a noise. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then so, but when I hear those words, though, I spring into action. <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? <laughs> Stop. Anyways, <laughs> I, I hear this. <laughs> I am a protector of our home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Go back. All right. Stop, 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 stop. We got to get through this, guys. Come on. So I hop up out of bed and I grab these pocket knives. One in each hand. And, uh, and I go, listen, listen. And I go sneaking through the house. <laughs> All the light. I don't, I'm, not the, I'm not the turn the lights on guy. I'm like, I'm like I'm, if I see you in the dark... I'm going to poke a hole in you. Like, and so, so I'm sneaking through the house. I'm seeing shadows. Like, I'm hearing noises. And I'm about to, like, go Jackie Chan on someone. And then all of a sudden, here's what happened the last time that this happened. All of a sudden, I'm sneaking down the hallway. And I hear these noises in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, this little body crosses right in front of me. And Evie stops, and she goes, I was thirsty. I'm, and I'm like, I put the knives behind my back, and, and I'm like, okay, go to bed. <laughs> um, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm breathing hard, and, and she's like, hi, Dad, I was thirsty, good night. And, like, and I'm like, I almost stabbed my own child. But I was ready to guard my house. And I wake up in the middle of the night, and here's, here's I, I also do this too. I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and I'll go around. We have, a, uh, through our bathroom, we have like a closet, and there's some blinds in there. And then in the living room, so I'll go in, and I'm like, I, and I forget to put my glasses on. So I'm like, like trying to see if, is anybody outside messing with their cars? Like driving by, looking at my house, like, and I'll go through and just peek through the blinds around the house. And with my knives. <laughs> and, and, um, but here's the deal. I want you to catch this. You guard what you value. You guard what you value. So many of us are, are so ready, though, to give away our hearts. Like you've been dating for a week, and already you're like, I think I love you. Like for a week, and you're like, I love you so much. And the Bible says this, that our hearts, listen, our hearts are like a, is like a wellspring in your life. It affects everything that you do, so you've got to guard it. A wellspring is this. A, a wellspring is a water supply that comes up from the ground, and, it, and it, begin, it fills pools, and it fills wells like around a city. And these are, there's, um, there's even thousands of cities today, and even our drinking water today, I, probably maybe it comes from a, a spring or a well, that, that in, um, anyways, so, so when, when a, um, back in the day, when an army would attack a city or a town, what they would do, the first thing they would, they, they would do is they would send in spies, 
And these spies would poison the town's wellspring. And, and that wellspring would run to every water supply in the city, and the people would become poisoned and sick, and they would be too weak to protect the city when the enemy comes in. See, when you don't guard your heart, the enemy will try to poison your heart. And every time you allow something toxic in your heart, every time you don't guard your heart, what will begin to come out is impure things, impure thoughts and actions and words. And if you don't guard your heart in relationships, we could let even people poison our hearts. And so all you do and what we do and we begin to let our hearts be poisons is, is we think poisonous things and we do poisonous things and we believe poisonous things. And, and we're like, and we think to ourselves, well, I'm not good enough. I only date losers. Or I like, and, and I'm not worthy of love. And I'm not good enough for someone to care for me. And we begin to poison these things in our hearts and in our spirits. And the, that's why the Bible says that we have to guard our hearts. Your heart is like, it's like a wellspring. And if you don't guard it, there, there's danger coming in. And, and you, what you, happens is you begin to get soul tied to something that's going to poison it. And tonight, our message is called Soul Ties. And, and if you haven't already written that down, a soul tie is this. Have a definition for it. Any relationship that ties your emotions, affections, actions, desires to another individual. See, a soul tie could be a test. Um, it, it, could be a, it could be for a best friend. It could be for a friendship. It could be for a relationship. But when you become soul tied to someone or something, it becomes like a rope tied around your heart that's also wrapped around their heart, and, and, and you're close, and you're together, and you're close, and that's why it's important to guard your heart. See, soul ties give us the, uh, this personal stake in our lives. It says this in 1 Samuel 18, verse 1, and this is like the first ever recorded bromance of like dudes like, yo, you're my bro for life, like... This is between King David and his best friend, Jonathan, who were they, were, they, they were best friends. They had soul ties together. It says this, Jonathan was deeply impressed with David. An immediate bond was forged between them. Have you ever met someone and you've got like an immediate bond? You're like, that, that did it. We're friends. We're friends forever. We're going to make like, you're like, we just, did we just become best friends? I think we did. Like, you like Kool-Aid? I like Kool-Aid too. We're best friends. Like, it's immediate. And you're like, you like Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Oh, that's my favorite cereal too. Like, it, and it, it goes, though, that verse goes on to say this. He and David became tied at the soul. From that point on, he was David's best friend. See, I want you to know that, that soul ties should happen in your life. Soul ties are not a bad thing. They should be happening in our lives. You don't need to be worried about soul ties. Um, you, you need to be worried <clears throat> about soul ties that are, are good or bad. Because you still tie your heart to something. Soul ties um, you have aren't, um, they're not uh, unhealthy unless these things become an object of worship in your lives. That's when these soul ties become bad things. So some of you say that you love Jesus, but you're worshiping your relationship. 
Some of you would rather walk away from Jesus than walk away from a friendship or a relationship or a dating relationship that you're in. Why? Because you find more significance in your identity, in your friend group, or in your relationship than you do in your relationship with Jesus. See, whatever you give your time, whatever give you your emotions, whatever you give your efforts to is what you worship the most. Some of you in this room may be living in that right now. You may be living in that tonight. And, and in proximity to God is the best place to be. He has to be your number one. No relationship should take the place of God. So if you start to worship a relationship in your life, and, and in order to keep that relationship, a lot of times what we have to do is we have to become sexually active with that individual. Actually, you don't have to. I don't, I'm not saying that like you have to. But that's a lot of times what happens. That's that it's, it's what the world says that we should do. And I'm not just talking about the act of sex. I'm talking about everything even that leads up to that. See, if you allow that sexual impurity to enter your life, your soul tie will become a soul hook. How many guys love fishing? Anybody? How many guys absolutely hate fishing? A few of us do, yeah? See, one time I was fishing. One, you guys know what a fishing hook looks like, right? So one time I was fishing and I, I was, it was when I was live, growing up living in Oklahoma, we had a pond like right next to our house, and I was out there fishing, and somehow, and I caught this fish, and somehow when I pulled this hook out of the fish's mouth, it went through that small, meaty part of my finger, like all the way through, past the barb and everything, and, and, and it stuck to that meaty part in my finger, and it was just like hanging there, and I was like, and it hurt really bad. And, and, it's, and, and here's the deal. And I, want, I, I got a picture of a hook. See that little part sticking out right down there at the bottom of the hook? That's called the barb. And what happens is, and the reason why that's so important on a fish hook is when it goes in something, it's really hard because of that point sticking out down there. It's really hard to rip it back out. And when you rip that back out through that barb, it's going to cause some damage, Right? Lucky for me, I was about to start ripping through there, and I actually had started, and my dad showed up, and he's like, no, no, no. He just got the, um, the cutters and cut it and then just pulled it way through. He was way smarter than I was. But this is what happens, though. This, he still is. This is what happens, though, when you become soul hooked with someone. They break your heart, and a piece of your heart gets ripped out with it. And that emotion that you just had a minute ago when I talked about the fish hook going through my finger and ripping out, that emotion that we just had there, like, oh, is the same emotion that God has when we become sexually active before marriage in a dating relationship, and that relationship breaks apart, and that rips something out of us. I know some of you in this room aren't there in relationships, and I'm perfectly fine with that. That's awesome. But maybe some of you have been. Or some of you are, and either way, someday, every one of you guys in this room will be tempted. And unless you're married, that soul tie becomes a soul hook. And, all you, and, and, and so you change your identity to look more like your next relationship instead of looking more like Jesus. And that's what happens when soul ties become soul hooks. I found a better way to kind of illustrate this tonight. 
and I want you to check out this video. I know that can be kind of funny, but what I, what I wanted to illustrate is sometimes we will mess with around with soul ties, and those soul ties will become soul hooks, and they will hook into us. And when that relationship breaks up, because what, what have we stated? Relationships in high school, middle school, what, what's the percentage? Like 98% of relationships at this age will not last. And so here's the deal. When you become sexually active, when you do things that you know you shouldn't be doing, what that does is when you break up, and I'm sorry to, to break the news to you that you're probably going to break up. I'm, I'm sorry. But what that does is oh, it rips out it, that soul hook, and it rips out a piece of you, and it rips out a part of you, and it, it, it sticks with you forever. And I'm not trying to get anybody in this room to break up. That's not my goal at all. But the Bible says this in Proverbs 6, 27. It says, can a man hold fires to his, fire to his chest and not be burned? You will get burned. Worse, if you sleep with someone who is not your spouse. If you don't have a ring on, I don't care your intentions. I don't care you, you what what you're. I don't. I don't care if you. We're gonna get married someday. They're the love of my life. Ninety eight percent of relationships at this age that become sexually active break up. You are not the one percent. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. And then it goes on to say, indeed, you will destroy your own soul. Your soul ties will become soul hooks, and you don't need to find your value in a guy or a girl who don't even know who they are yet. And this goes way beyond sex, and I'm talking about your identity tonight, students. That's why it's important that we don't fall into the traps of the enemy. For some of you, like maybe for some of you tonight in this room, it may be like sexual impurity, like as, as in pornography. When you're watching something on a screen, what you're creating is a soul hook with that screen. And they can't even reciprocate that because it's a video or a picture. So how do we break the cycle? How do we break that tonight? The Bible talks about our habits all the time. And when people engage sexually, it's usually at night and, and usually when you're not guarding your heart. When you look at porn, usually it's late at night. And you're creating habits in your life that the enemy is watching. The Bible says this in Proverbs 26, verse 11, as a dog returns to its vomit. Have you ever guys ever seen a dog throw up? Doesn't it go back and eat it? If you let it, it it's disgusting. It says this, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a person returns to the snare of their sin. See, when you go back to that sin that Jesus died on the cross to save you from, it's like him watching a dog go back to vomit. And you may be like, that's gross, dog, knock it off. And God's saying, that's gross, son or daughter, knock it off. Who you are is very much tied up in who you believe Christ is in you. And how much you guard your heart as a dog returns to its vomit, so a person returns to the snare of their sin. See, a snare is a trap that's set for an animal. And, and, for, and, and what, what hunters do is they, they set this same trap over 
and over and over. And these animals are so dumb, they will fall for the same traps over and over and over. Why? Because a good hunter studies their prey. And he knows them, and he sets a snare, and, and when they know, when they have their habits and where they do the things the most, he knows where they're going to be. He knows when to catch them. He knows the best time of the day. He knows the best time of the night. He knows what to do. And most animals would rather step back into that snare over and over and over again than change their habits. In the same way, the enemy, he knows your habits. He watches you. That's his goal. The Bible says his goal is to steal kill and destroy you. He, he follows you. He knows you. I'm not, I don't mean that to say that tonight to scare you or to creep you out, but he knows the paths you walk in life and the, and the paths that you, you have when, you're, when you step away from Jesus. And he's waiting, just waiting to put a snare in your path. And we'll fall into that snare every time because you would rather sacrifice your standards than change your conveniences. Pastor Nick, would you come to the keys? See, tonight you've got to break the cycle of being caught up in the same sins over and over and over. And this is how you do it. You're walking one of two paths. One path is the path with, path with Jesus. And when we're walking with Jesus and we get off of our path um, and we walk in his because it's the best place to be. In Psalms, it says that God has written for every single one of us, he's written a book for every single one of us. And all of our days are in this book. And that means there's a book in heaven with your name on it and with God's best written for you in that book. And when you say, no, God, take that book and you tear it up and you say, I'm going to write my own story. And then we ask Jesus to come into our heart and to change our lives. And, and when we take our book back to Jesus and say, Jesus, my book's messed up. The pages are torn. There's erase marks. There's scratch marks. There's, there's mess ups all over it. Jesus, would you take my book with all of my mistakes? I want the book that you are writing for me. And then you step into that path with Jesus. Here's the thing. If you say, Jesus, I want to live in your path, but every day after Wednesday, you're walking your own path, except, and you're going to step in a snare every single day and every single time. See, the only way to stay away from that snare is to walk in the obedience with Jesus every day of your life. Some of you guys in this room, maybe you've taken the, even taken the time of your life. Probably girls mostly. Guys are like very visual creatures. Girls, like they want to write things down and like they write their first name with your last name and like it's beautiful. But we've got this list of like, here's the perfect man. He's going to have blue eyes and wear an EYC shirt. Probably, probably shave his hair off. <laughs> wear black jeans. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but some of us, we make this list of this perfect person in, in our lives. But we don't have a list for ourselves of how we want to live up to this. And here's the deal. What we do is we, we expect a 10 when we're living like a 3. How amazing could it be one day 
guys and girls in this room, how amazing could it be one day when on your wedding day and you're standing at the altar with your, with your soon-to-be wife, with your soon-to-be husband, and you can sit there and tell them, I saved myself for you. I didn't have all the drama. I didn't have all the breakups. I didn't have all the soul hooks or the diseases or the child support because I walked in God's path for my life. Listen, if you want to win the most in the battle in your relationships, don't fall into sexual sin. Those things are reserved for your future spouse, for your marriage. Make pre-decisions. Make pre-decisions. The, the wrong time to decide that you're not going to do something isn't when you're in a dark bedroom alone together. It's before you allow yourself in there. The wrong time to decide that you're not going to look at porn isn't late at night when no one's around. For a lot of you guys in this room, guys or girls, man, it would be so wise of you to keep your phone out of your bedroom at night. Plug it in. Let it charge in the kitchen. But I, I use it for my alarm. I will buy you an alarm. Worship God before you worship your relationships. Will this person you're dating want to date to make or break your relationship with Jesus? Be accountable to a married person that you respect. So tonight, I'm going to ask every one of us in this room to be brave, to be honest, just for a few moments, just for a brief moment. Between you and God, and, and just for this next moment, I want, I want every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around for a moment, and, and, and do not talk to your friends in this moment. This is between you and God. See, many of us in this place are in a place of brokenness tonight. Maybe you've gone through that soul hook and there's been some things ripped out of your life and there's been some hurts and pains and struggles when it comes to relationships and you may be hurting tonight. And for some of you tonight, God may ask you to break a relationship that's not of him. Uh, it could be a guy or girl relationship or it could even be a friendship. But tonight, maybe God's asking you to step out of a friendship or step out of a relationship tonight. If you're not going to walk on a path with Jesus, you've got to leave all relationships behind. Do not walk that path. You live your path with Jesus. And at the right time, you walk that path with Jesus. And at the right time, he will bring that right person. But some of you, you're in a broken, you're in a hurting place. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, you've been broken. You've had parts of your heart just torn out through relationship. People have taken parts of your identity and parts of your purity. No one's looking around. I want you to know tonight that Jesus can heal your heart. You don't have to walk out of here tonight with hurts and with pains, and with these struggles, Jesus can heal your heart tonight and make you pure and make you whole again. 